Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. Today we are going to talk about the most amazing time in someone's life, but also the craziest and scariest. I'm talking to you new moms out there. The ones who maybe are about to have a a brand new baby or just came home with one, or maybe you're a few months in, but this is a very special time in your life and also a very challenging time. So I'm going to get right away a disclaimer out of the way of kind of like, let's get to the most serious thing. If you are suffering from postpartum depression, or maybe you're even just having like postpartum blues, this can hit right away. Maybe it doesn't. Sometimes it comes on a little later, but please reach out for help. Call the hospital that you delivered at or your OBGYN and they can help you and direct you. So that's important. It's important um, for you to try to recognize it if you can and anyone who's listening to this to recognize the people that we care about that might be suffering from this and get them help. Um, it's, It's something that happens to a lot of people and it's something that there is help for. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as much as we say we're talking to new moms on this episode, I think it's new moms in the sense of like a new baby, not necessarily that this is your first baby. Um, and also the village that we want around those moms, um, that it's important for all of us to be aware that, you know, somebody can really just feel off and not like themselves um, at any point in time. <laughs> you know, it can be within the first few weeks, it could be a few months later. Um, so just kind of be there and support. And, you know, we've got lot, lots more in this episode to share. And this is for, you know, the village and the new moms, all, all of us out there. Absolutely. And I think we're talking about every time you're a new mom. So yes. this is not even your first baby. We're talking about second baby, third baby, fourth baby. It could hit at any time. And to realize that, like, you know, if this is you, it's not a time when you necessarily feel like yourself. So it's identifying, though, when that's kind of crossed the line and, and you need help. And it's not just adjusting to the transition. Yeah, absolutely. And I think anything we're going to say today, I, I don't, I think I speak for most moms out there. I mean, my, every one of my four kids was different, um, you know, and things I thought I learned <laughs> from my first, then, you know, maybe I was still learning things with my fourth. Um, I mean, from labor was totally different with all four. Um, and I, I joked that I was, uh, we'll, we'll give a little story here. I joked that I think I was in labor in the end. I figured out I was labor labor for like 12 hours before I really realized it with number four. And I was like, <laughs> this is my fourth kid. I should know what this feels like. Um, but it feel, felt different than it had for any of the other three. And so it wasn't until it was like the very end. And I thought, oh, okay, this is, (laughs) I'm in labor now. So, you know, we can all learn something. We can all be reminded of something. All of that time is kind of a blur, I think, in a lot of our minds. And so um, just refreshing it, going through it again, being um, reminded of of what's around us and what we should think about and what we should do is is good no matter which child you're on. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think, you know, even if you're a dad listening to this, like there was stuff that I forgot that was the same with each pregnancy uh, or each birth and child. And I forgot it each time. And my husband would always have to gently be like, now remember, we did this last time. And here was our solution. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how could I have like forgot again? So that's again, it takes a village. <laughs> we need the support of everybody and kind of the awareness that um, we, we do need those reminders and that support at all times. So um, I think then we jump right into feeding the baby. So start by talking about breastfeeding. And so 
I just want to put a plug out there. You know, breastfeeding is wonderful. If you can do it, great. If you can't, like you can't. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But um, I'm a big advocate of it. It worked for me. Um, was it easy? No, I don't think it ever is. Um, actually, I take that back. I think it gets easy if you've been doing it for a while. I think once the baby's a little older, it does get easy. I do think that there's a sweet spot um, where it works better. But you know, that's that's my own take and my experience. I think some people struggle the whole time. I think there's always challenges and bumps, but. You need to take advantage of all the resources out there. There are lots of them. The OBGYNs now, a lot of them have lactation consultants on staff. You can reach out to private lactation consultants. Some will come to you. There are hospitals that run breastfeeding groups weekly. Um, and, and I think, Marianne, you and I can like put together our combination of breastfeeding experience. I think between the two of us, we took care advantage of all of these things, <laughs> every <laughs> yeah. single one. So, I mean, I literally used to call they called it like a warm line. Like someone would always get back to you at the hospital within 24 hours. I think I called that line with every single pregnancy and at different times, like right in the beginning. And just to run things by them, ask questions along the way. Um, you used a private lactation consultant. I came along with that. Um, we went to like a place. I reached out to the La Leche groups. I would email them. I didn't even end up going to any of the meetings, but they were a great resource and would reach out to me and come back. Um, I took advantage of the lactation consultant in the hospital, even with my third pregnancy, they were like, oh, you've got this. And I was like, no, no, bring that, bring that person in here. I will see them because it's like, it's starting all over with like a little tiny baby and just making sure you're doing everything right. And so, um, even someone who like, again, not an expert breastfeeding, but I've really logged a lot of years of breastfeeding and I, and I needed help, right? I mean, I needed help, um, all the time, all the time and along the way and with each child. So take advantage of everything that's out there. Yeah. And I think we come from slightly different perspectives on this, just in the sense that um, breastfeeding was never easy for me. I don't, I think maybe over the four of my kids and each one was probably at least like a year that I nursed them. Um, maybe there was like a month that felt like it was like we were in the sweet spot. But um, like you said, I've used all of those resources. Um, I personally made the decision that I wanted to nurse my kids if it meant and I and I had to learn it with the first one that it was not working well. And so, um, you know, to me, it often meant just partially nursing them. So we would nurse and then I had to supplement with multiple of my children with um, formula or other milk or sometimes I would, you know, even when they <clears throat> when they um, started sleeping through the night, I would still like stay up and pump just to kind of catch up and that kind of thing. But that was my own personal decision um, and what was worked for me in the end and was kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to keep nursing my kids. And so that meant doing both nursing and formula for us for most of the kids uh, or for most of the time. It was, it was definitely at some point for all four, but, um, you know, I, I went to, um, went to my pediatrician in the beginning and, and my, our first pediatrician was very much just like, we'll just start formula feeding. And I was like, well, that's not what I want to do. Um, and so it took, like Andrea said, I think she took me to the <laughs> lactation consultant. I don't even know that she had had her first yet at that point. I think she was pregnant and <laughs> it hadn't. was it was that short. We had like a month between our our first, um, you know, mine being just a month older. And so I think in that period of time, we both went. She was like, well, I'm going to need to know this in a few weeks. So um, we went together. But it was, you know, I had to talk to the OB, talk to the hospital, like she said, talk to other people, we got books. Um, and it was just kind of ever changing for me. Um, I've had a one 
child that had a lip and tongue tie revision. Uh, I had another one that I'm pretty certain needed it and it probably would have been a world of difference for her. But, um, you know, we've kind of been all over the board and I will say that I was so quick with formula feeding my kids to research the formulas, research the the bottles that I used, research the packaging that the formula came in. Was it ready to feed? Was it powder? Was it a liquid? Um, the ingredients of the formula. And I will say, and, I, and that was, you know, I was further into having kids. And so I was a little more comfortable with everything when I did all that research. But I tend to find the same thing when I talk to other parents. They're so quick to research all of these formulas and be able to tell you formulas from another country, formulas from the US, powder formulas, goat milk, cow's milk, like all different (laughs) types of formula. But then how often do we do that with nursing? I think people start to get like a little um, nervous and I just want to like put in that plug to reach out, get the help, ask the questions, do the research. And it doesn't have, you don't have to take everything that somebody says, but if you pick a, you know, part and you get a piece of information here or there that helps you, then that's worth it. And that's um, what I would encourage of everybody. So whether you're nursing or you're formula feeding, like do your research, reach out. And by, and by doing your research, I mean, grab anybody, ask anybody, tell people, and they will tell you just like here, we try to give you little bits of knowledge so you know where to do more research. It's the same thing. So voice it to your OB, voice it to your pediatrician, voice it to the hospital, and you will find somebody that you click with that's going to help you along the way. And I think that's super important. Feeding your child can be such a stressor, um, but it can also be such a joy. And so it's important to really get that help that you need in doing that. Absolutely. And I'm going to put a few um, a few plugs in here too, is that um, if you are going the formula route that there's a great resource in the Weston A. Price um, organization on how to make your own breast milk. So that's also like the most natural way possible. They've kind of come up with a formula. So um, that's a great resource if you want to look into that. And this is also something that I kind of discovered um, with nursing. I had an issue um, of oversupply and I had too much and um, had a lot of people that kind of along the way, I found out that donating breast milk is also an option. So I did that. And there's some organi- great organizations out there. Um, I think the one is Eats on Feets or something like that. And that um, I always post like plugs for them. But um, they're a great organization that kind of builds that network and you could find it. Um, but that's out there as an option. And you know, listen, I mean, here's the ultimate thing. When you have a new baby, you just want that baby to be happy, healthy and to thrive. And so you do whatever it is to to get to that, whatever you're comfortable with. And so one thing I always like to tell people and, and kind of think myself is you make the best decision you can make with the information that you have in that one moment. So like you said, you do all the research and stuff, well, and, and then just let it go. Like that's the best decision you make in that moment. We're not going to judge that, you know, five days from now, you might learn something else and go, oh, I would have done that different. That's fine. Just give yourself that that grace, but um, realize there's so many options out there and so many different ways to nourish your baby. So I just encourage you to explore them all. Yeah. And as much as it becomes, I think, a conversation when you have a newborn or a small child of, and when you're in that world, we talked about, you know, having a village around you. And so if you're around other new parents and stuff, it's it's always talking, is your kid formula fed? Are they nursing? Are they this? Are they that? Are they growing? Are they in smaller clothes? You know, all, all of that baby talk becomes your world in that moment. But 
now no one really ever talks to me about whether I nurse my kids or formula (laughs) fed my kids. Um, And it's really not a big deal. And maybe it comes up every once in a while. But like, there's no judgment about it. You know, whichever way you go. Yet in that moment, I know I felt like there was a lot of judgment. And I think a lot of it came from myself. And I had to get to the point of just saying, what do I want to do? And how am I going to make that work? And like I said, I decided that and it and it took my village, it took my our mom, it took Andrea, it took, you know, the people around us, my husband of like calmly saying, okay, but what is what is your ultimate goal here of like if nursing isn't working and then what what are you gonna do next? And it took, you know, in that moment me being able to say, like, well, no, I, I want to nurse my kids. That is my thing. Okay, then we build you know, what we need to around that. And that was what ended up working for us. And it might not work for somebody else, but that was, I was determined to nurse my child and I wanted to, and that was what brought me happiness. Um, but it wasn't necessarily working for the baby. So we found a combination of formula and nursing, and that did work then for the kids. Um, and it was just that my own judgment on myself of like, I wanted to nurse, I went into it nursing, I had to nurse. And then it was like, okay, but you're still nursing, even if you're only doing it partly, you know, if it's only part of the baby's feeding, you're still, I was still nursing hundred percent. It was just only part of the baby's feeding and that's okay. So it's, it's just kind of, I think I like to remind moms of like, figure out what's important to you and what's bringing you happiness and then kind of build what you need to around it to, to make that work. Um, and to make it work for both you and the baby. Um, cause both sides are important. You know, the parents are important in that, in that your happiness, your enjoyment of it, your love for parenting and your child is just as important to your child thriving as anything else. Um, so that's kind of my, my little plug for from my experience of just, you know, build what you need to and figure out what's important to you. Um, but Absolutely. really, yeah. And, and then realize that yeah, that's I, changing every day, right? I mean, I think it changed a lot for you too. Oh yeah, it absolutely does. There's ups and downs. And I was just going to say, you know, you, you, by having a baby, you're creating a family unit, whatever that looks like. And that's, that's ultimately at the end of the day, you're doing what works for you guys. And this stuff does change. Oh my gosh, day to day. And I like how you feel like you don't get as many of those questions anymore. I think my type of my line of work, I'm getting those questions all the time still. And some of it I have to rack my brain and be like, yeah, what did I do? So, I mean, we're talking about this with breastfeeding now and, and nourishing a baby, um, as an infant, but, Um, I talk about this one a lot, like as soon as you're switching to solids, you're having these conversations all over again. And I think just realize it's an ever-changing thing and continue to use your resources. Talk to professionals around you, talk to friends, family, and keep gathering that info. Always trust your gut um, and reach out for help when you need it. And I think, you know, we just said create your your village. I think that that's a good way um, to kind of think of things at this time and that you know, what does that look like? And and so, you know, is that building like your core family and then extending it around it? Do you need to reach out to other new moms? I mean, we were kind of in a unique situation, Marianne, with both of us having our first five weeks apart. So I think we were like instantly like, okay, like we got each other and we can, you know, like bounce things off each other at all hours of the night at any time. But you can create that with other new moms around you. Um, you know, look out for like the Facebook groups. Um, if you join any of the breastfeeding groups at the hospital, that's an easy thing right away. There's baby play groups. And you could do this casually. You could do it through social media to kind of gather people in your area. Um, and maybe it's not even another mom that's creating your village. Maybe it's just a friend who you get to see regularly with who's your outlet for kind of like, you know, reaching out. But I think it's so important um, to kind of set up these things that are going to help you 
thrive and survive as a new mom. And so that's one of the first things I think is is create your village and and build that around you. And there's a lot of options to do that. Yes, absolutely. And we did we did have that unique situation where we were having our first kid together. And it's funny, I, I've done that with all of my sister, well, one sister and a multiple sister-in-laws. Of, How many um, sisters do I know you there's, have? Only, there's only one that we didn't. Our one sister-in-law had had kids before us, but um, on the other side, we have all like we have various kids at the same time. So it's like one sister-in-law's first is at the same time as one of my kids, and another one's first is at the same time. And so we did talk about things and and bounce things, and they would ask me, and I'm like, well, things have changed, and I learned a lot from them too because they were having kids with my younger kids, and so things had kind of changed, or maybe there were new resources out there. Um, But I will say it took a lot. I'm like, I'm very much like homebody, happy with my little family unit, whatever that is, you know, my family, my extended family, that kind of thing. And I'm a little slower, I think, at times to reach out. And it took actually, I think, Andrea, a bunch pushing me, my husband pushing me. And we went to like, a nursing class before we had the baby and we met people and we went to like a birthing class before we had and we met people. And I think those were the biggest things that I got out of it actually than like actually learning about birthing and nursing um, was <laughs> was meeting other people. And then it was like, I can remember after I had my first of like getting a text message like, hey, did you have the baby yet? Like, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. And then just sharing little bits of information um, was, was huge. So I think reach out to those classes, do the uncomfortable stuff, go where you don't want to go and and join those <laughs> classes. Even if you're like, oh, I don't, what do I need to know about birthing? Or I'll watch a video. No, go to meet people. It's part of the, the social aspect. And remember that like little tiny babies, while it's stressful to you and you have to worry about their feeding schedule and changing and all that kind of stuff, there's so many people out there that will happily help you with it. Um, and if you have like friends, like still go out to lunches, still go out to dinners. That baby is probably the best point to do that. You know, not not right when they're born in, in the first few weeks, but when they're a couple months old, like they're not mobile. They they come, they sit, you can feed them at a table or, or walk out to your car for a little, whatever it is, but don't, forget that you can still bring that baby with you and get outside, go for a walk, invite a friend to go for a walk, have a chat session, but like, don't hesitate to bring your baby along with you and do some things that are good for you and healthy for you. And also to reach out for someone else to watch your baby for you. Go do something for an hour between feedings if that's like the thing that stresses you out or if feedings don't and you're like, someone else can happily feed my baby, then then plan that. Teach them to feed your baby and go out and during that time. But just remember to like get outside, get a fresh get fresh air. We're always telling people to go for walks on all of our, our podcasts. It goes for this one too. Talk to other adults and um just remember, you know, you can you still need to feed yourself as an adult. Yeah, and nourish yourself. I think that's great. And right now we have to just give like credit to our mom that um, I don't know like what your memory of this is, Marianne, but like right in the beginning, our mom dragged us outside. Like literally it was like, and I remember my first child just feeling like literally I was physically destroyed from having the baby. And she was like, okay, it's time to get out. We're going. And even if the getting out is like getting out and walking like <laughs> 10 steps to a bench where you could sit. I used to do that a lot. That's why it's like making me laugh is that where I lived um, when I had my first two there was literally like a little playground across the street. And sometimes I would just walk over there and make it to the bench and be like, okay, whew, I did it. I'm outside. Um, and that was a big thing. Our mom like dragged us out. And then as that went forward, like 
getting out and doing those loops. Like, you know, I mean, there was this one man who I still sometimes see because he's very regular with his walks. And I would get out and he would like cross my path twice. And again, a friendly face just, we didn't talk ever, but a friendly face to just say hello. So I think the getting outside is enormous, the interacting with other people. And again, even if it's just putting you in places, even if you don't feel like socializing, even if you don't feel like dealing with anyone else, just putting yourself in places where there are other people and there's fresh air. I think that's big. Um, And I do want to just backtrack to like creating your village. If you're listening to this and your kids are older and you're like, oh man, I miss this. I didn't create a village. Like it's never too late. I just want to put that plug out there. It's never too late. Um, If your kids are a little bit older, you know, maybe they're in um, activities now. Maybe you're going to go to your local community center and do like a parent-child music class. Well, you're going to meet people there. Trust me. Like those are an easy one. Maybe your library does little story times. That's a great way to get out and do it. Maybe your kids are even older than that. Um, school. Once they're in school, that's a great opportunity to create a, vel- a village. People that are doing the same things as you at the same time. Um, and maybe it's the sports. You know, maybe it's the first little t-ball or the soccer group and you create your community there. So wherever it is, it's never too late. Um So I just encourage you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And going along with what she said about the like getting out, going for a walk or, or, you know, it doesn't have to be like you said, it doesn't have to be major. And it could be just like we used to sometimes just me getting to your house or you getting to my house was like (laughs) the thing we did. And we used to say just get like one thing done a day. Like that was it. Like that seems as an adult with older kids now, I'm like, man, my list is is a million miles long. But when we had a new baby, it was like one thing, one thing. Like that could be tossing a load of clothes in the washer. You didn't have to switch them from the washer to the dryer. Like the one thing <laughs> could be putting them in the washer. It could be showering. It could be sitting in the house, smiling and enjoying your baby for the day. That could be the one thing. And not caring about anything that has to get done in the house anything that has to get done outside the house. I mean, just setting one thing so that at the end of the day, you can say, I accomplished that one thing. And you know what? There are going to be days where you don't accomplish that one thing. And you're going to have to turn around and say, okay, but I did hang out with the baby or I did get dressed. Or, you know, you got to find something else that you did for the day if you want to like, you know, if, if that's what you need. But it's like set one thing and it doesn't matter how small it is and know that you accomplished that one thing. And And there were days where I felt like, the baby is fed. I am fed. That was my one thing for the day. Like we we all <laughs> ate a meal at some point today. Um, it may have been cold, but but I ate it. Um, and I think that's like that was a huge thing for me. Just being able to at the the end of the day say, I accomplished this one thing, and I'm going to be happy about it because every day is different with a baby <laughs> and unpredictable. Absolutely. And that it is. And that was our mantra. I think it still is. I like that you're pretending like we moved past that. I think there's still days that are crazy, and you think like just just one task. And I think what we're saying is reset your expectations. Like it's it's a new phase in your life. It's okay. Um, and this goes even to like, if you're, you know, a, a, if your baby's a little bit older and you're going back to work, whatever, like just, just be reasonable with your expectations and reset it and give yourself a little bit of space to, to kind of do what you can where you are. Um, and I think as you're doing that, like another thing to think about is setting a routine. And this, even if you don't stick to it, and it doesn't need to be like a, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to do this, but just try to set that kind of general guidelines so you get into that rhythm. And again, whether it's like, okay, we're going to get up and out and everyone's going to get fed and then we're going to get outside. Okay, that's the routine every day. So you have some kind of goal, some kind of structure. And again, keep it, keep it simple 
um, and and give yourself that grace if you don't <laughs> do it and you can't stick to it. But I do think that the routine helps a little bit. And even if it's like, okay, on this day, I'm going to do laundry. And on this day, I'm going to try to, you know, go to the playground and whatever it is, just set that routine. I think that that can really be helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, um, <laughs> I think, look at every day and remember, we've said this on other episodes, you know, plug for our other episodes. We had one about moving your child into solid. So you can go listen to that. We've got one about choosing positivity. Um, and, and that's really, I think, important when you have a new baby, a new change to your family. Like It's going to be hard. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be highs and lows. But if you just choose to look at the bright side, focus on the, um, the positives for the day, and you know, that might be that might be it, <laughs> you know, it might just be your attitude and that will change your day and that will change what's going on. Absolutely. And just know that it's, you know, it, it's not always going to be easy, ups and downs, highs and lows, but smile at that baby, have fun, keep your chin up. And as we always like to say, just keep moving. Absolutely. We do. We do say keep moving, keep moving with the baby, keep moving as an adult, keep moving with your kids. Um, and, you know, we, we say it all the time, but we mean it. So as we say also every time, thanks for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marion. As always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, a like, a positive review. Share this podcast with two friends, maybe two new parents or two, you know, family or friends that um, have new parents around them. And if you want to check in with us, share your thoughts. Maybe you've got other ideas for new parents out there. You can send those over to us at sistertipsters at gmail.com. But at a minimum, don't forget to come back and join us for another episode of the Sister Tipsters next week. Bye.